You know, the lectionary scripture for today is in uh, 1 Corinthians. But uh, about halfway through the week, I... um, still preaching the same thing but kind of got new direction because today we're going to be doing a baptism Um, and I wanted to to read something just a little bit different something for um, our baptismal candidate but something for all of us so if you like reading along instead of first Corinthians um, open up to Colossians if you are using your um, pew Bible that's on page 246 but I'll be reading from Colossians chapter 3 Uh, verses 1 through 3, and then I'll hop down to 12. Page 246, Colossians chapter 3. Hear the word of the Lord. So if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed then you will also be revealed with him in glory. Verse 12, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against one another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the Lord of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of God given to us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this whole month, we have been focusing on baptism. Uh, We started out with the baptism of Jesus, and we talked about the meaning of baptism to believe in Jesus. We talked about baptism as belonging to a family, Um, and we talked about baptism as becoming a disciple And as I was thinking, this is the last um, Sunday in the um, sermon series about baptism, baptism as renewal and sanctification, I kind of panicked. Because with sermon series, uh, sometimes I say, well, how can can you preach five sermons or six sermons on peace? I'd run out in 20 minutes in one session. Or how, how, how much can you possibly say on the topic of XYZ? But baptism... I could probably uh, preach a sermon on baptism uh, one every week for the rest of the year. And so this is my opportunity to squeeze everything that I haven't talked about into this last sermon. And I said, what is it the last thing that I want to leave um, in your hearts as we uh, finish up this sermon series? And it is this one thing, which is love. It is a peculiar thing that God loves us. It really truly is a peculiar thing that God loves us before we were born, before, um, before we messed up, and even after we messed up, God still loves us. It is a very peculiar thing and sometimes very difficult to understand. But sometimes it's hard to understand love. There comes a time when you may find someone that you love and you want to get married 
And so you come to a place where you want to make vows and seal it. Seal and covenant and promise with each other to love one another. And even though baptism is a sacrament in the United Methodist Church and marriage is not a sacrament in the Methodist Church, there are definitely parallels. And y'all know I'm the Christian educator, so I'm going to learn you something, right? We have two sacraments in the Methodist Church, baptism, communion, and in other um, faith traditions, especially uh, uh, Catholicism, there are seven. And the reason we only have two instead of seven is because, um, number one, it has to be commanded by Jesus do this in remembrance of me, go forth and baptize, so it has to be commanded by Jesus. Number two, it has to represent a gift of grace, a gift of forgiveness in communion, a gift of love and forgiveness in baptism. And number three, it has to have an outward sign of an invisible grace, invisible gift of love. So the outward sign of the gift of forgiveness is communion, bread and wine, And the outward sign of God's love for us and forgiveness is water. And for marriage, there is an outward sign of each other's love. I I was planning on taking the ring and holding it up, but y'all have fed me so well in my recovery that I can no longer take my wedding ring off. But wedding rings, those are very much sacramental, not a sacrament, but sacramental in that they are a visible sign to you, to your spouse, to the world, that there is some love between you. And in the, in the ceremony of a wedding, you make vows to each other in the sight of each other and in front of God. And vows are promises, promises that you intend to keep with God's help. Vows are promises to demonstrate your love to one another. And we do our darndest to fulfill those vows, whether they are wedding vows or baptismal vows. And so whenever uh, a candidate, whether it is a family wanting to baptize their child or a confirmand uh, confirming their baptism or an adult, I want to make sure that they understand the gravity that this isn't just a ritual. It's more than that. It is taking vows making holy promises um, between you and God and with a community of faith. And in the vows of baptism, we'll go through them together because we'll have a reaffirmation and we'll hear them again uh, during the baptism. But in, in the liturgy of baptism, we remember the love that God has for us. And the book that Lonnie read to the children today um, speaks to that reminder. There is no wedding ring. This this is physical and visible, and it's probably stuck on my finger for for a good long time. (laughs) The outward sign of, of the love that I have between my husband and I, I can see every day. But with baptism, we are marked by the water. Our hearts are marked But there's nothing that we carry with us quite like a wedding ring to remind us of God's love. So what is it? As Lonnie read, it is whatever water that you encounter, whether it is raindrops or taking a shower 
washing your hand, witnessing a baptism. Wherever we encounter water, we remember the ways in which God showed love to us through water. God showed love to us through water, through creation of water, not just in the creation of all things, but when uh, the Hebrews were led out of Egypt and they were hungry and thirsty, uh, water was provided by God straight out of a rock. Moses hit the rock and water sprung forth. When the people were uh, liberated from slavery from Egypt, they passed through the waters. Moses split the waters so that they walked on dry land. That is a gift of love, to deliver someone out of slavery. It is a gift of love to provide water uh, when they were thirsty. Even in the baptismal liturgy, there is a, a, a part about the waters of the womb. It is a gift of love that we are even created, uh, not just by the womb of a mother, but by the womb of, of God's heart who, who has birthed us into this world and loves us still. And so that is our sign and a reminder of the invisible love that God has for us, that we do not wear on our hands, but we, we wear on our hearts and we recall each time we encounter water. Some pastors say every time you take a shower, be reminded that God loves you. How would your day be different is if you washed your face in the morning or took a shower and you remembered God's love pouring out on you and that's how you started your day, what would that day look like? And how would it be different from every other day before that remembrance? The thing about a, a wedding, a marriage, baptism, is that there is a ritual that says, I love you and I vow myself to you in baptism. Uh, we give thanks to God for loving us. The, the part about it um, that we don't see every day, but we should live out every day, is how do we respond to that love? How do we respond to the love in our baptism? We already have the answers. Of course, they're in our liturgy, and they are in, in the scripture that I just read from Colossians. God so loved us blessed us, forgave us before we messed up, loved us before we were born, and after we messed up, still loves us, right? How do we respond to that gift? By the power of the Holy Spirit given to us, uh, especially on our day of, of baptism, the Holy Spirit encourages us to live through God's love, to walk humbly with the footsteps of Christ Jesus, and to live out in justice and in mercy. Live out in justice, not in justice. That'd be a typo. The, the, the vows that we take, um, it says, do you accept the freedom and power of God to resist evil and justice and oppression? Do you promise to serve God in union with the church and open, which... Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races. All that Christ has done for us to show us love, we take and we deliver back into the world as response to God's love to us. 
And it's a, it's a troubling and heavy thing to resist evil, to resist injustice, to fight oppression and to liberate, to heal and to comfort and to do all the things that Christ has asked us to do in discipleship and as being uh, baptized people of God. And we simply cannot do it on our own. And so we ask the Holy Spirit to guide us and encourage us to live out the love that God has given to us and through us. In a moment, we will uh, witness and participate in the baptism of uh, Priyana. She has been our acolyte for a couple of weeks now. Um, she has come to Trinity through uh, Dr. Tish Oni, and she is an example to us that you don't have to be baptized to participate in discipleship and to live out the love of Christ. She has already been doing that, but today she'll seal that with her vows and with baptism and I want to spend time on that because I think that's our sermon for today is uh, participating in your baptism. But after Priyana is baptized, that we will have a time where we as a congregation will renew our vows and remember our baptism. During the last hymn, the font will be opened up and uh, we invite you to come and touch the water. Now, that may feel a little bizarre to you, uh, and you can touch it however you like. You can put your fingers in there. Um, I, I like to wet my hand and make the sign of the cross. Some people sprinkle themselves with it, and it reminds me of um, a little bird in a bird bath. Relish in the gift of God's love, symbolized and represented through the gift of water. And to make the day a little bit more special to kind of uh, really capture what it means that God loves us before um, the prevenient grace that God had for us. Years ago, uh, my husband and I, we, we went to Israel together on the Holy Land trip with um, Bishop Taylor and a couple of other ordinands. And um, we got to visit the Jordan River. And uh, we were not... Uh, Rebaptize because that's a big no-no in the Methodist church. Because number one, there's nothing you can do to lose your baptism. God loves you no matter what, and nothing you do can change God's mind about that. Now, you may slip up, and you can remember that God loves you, but we don't rebaptize. But we went to the Jordan River, and we had a reaffirmation, just like we're about to do in a moment, in the Jordan River. And you know what? It's to a degree, it's just water. The, the water that we have for the baptism, it's in this beautiful earthen vessel. This came from the faucet of Trinity uh, Sacristy, right back there. And that represents God's love to us, liberation from Pharaoh, deliverance through the Red Sea but I also wanted to bring and to share a Nalgene. <laughs> this uh, has waters from Jordan. In, to another degree, it's just water. It's even got a little bits of the river floating in there. It's got its own little um, biodome happening <laughs> in there. But I collected this water before I knew that I'd have my baby boy Thomas and, and Layla, and they were baptized with a little bit of this water. Priyana didn't know that I'd be bringing water from Jordan for your baptism. 
But these are the same waters, uh, the same location that Jesus himself was baptized in. And so when we remember our baptism, we will remember that it's not just any water. It's every bit of water, every bit of God's love that we experience. The waters of baptism, the waters of a kitchen sink, the waters from the rain, they all represent God's love for us no matter where we go. It washes us, refreshes us, and cleanses us. And may we remember the love that God gives to us we share with the world.